Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, the program for people who like to listen to the radio with a dog or a cat snuggled in on their laps. I'm Marie Hewitt and this morning we'll be chatting with Shannon McCabe from RALDA, a very unique rescue organization. Then later, I have my own rescue story to share with you. I'm the proud new mama of a rescued Labradoodle. Cool stories are coming just on the other side of the break. Keep it here for more Pet Place Radio on Retro 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm very honored to introduce our first guest today. She's from a unique organization called Rolba, and her name is Shannon McCabe. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you so much, Marie. It's great to be here. So, Rolba, what does that stand for? Rolba stands for Romanian League in Defense of Animals. Okay. We're a Romanian company uh, with a couple offices, one in the U.K. and one in the United States, but we're based in Romania. Okay, and, and what do you do? We actually take the animals off the streets in, in Galati, where the facility is, uh, kind of right near Dracula's Castle. It's, um, there's about 17,000 animals roaming the streets at any given time. No way. Yeah, it's horrible. How big, I mean, in relation to California, how big is Romania? Um, you know, it's it's. I believe it's a little bit smaller than California. i got to look at a map, to be honest with you. I've never been over there, um, so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a little smaller than California, wow. though. Wow, so here we have a, a pretty small country, and at any given time, how many animals are roaming the streets? 17,000 estimated. Wow. And and these, when you're saying roaming the streets, these aren't, you know, people's pets that are just out loose because they're indoor-outdoor. These right. are homeless animals. They're homeless animals. And unfortunately, without them being spayed or neutered, you know, they populate. And, um, and a lot of the times what happens is the people that actually even own the pets are so poor in the country that they can't afford to spay and neuter them themselves. And so their animals make it out, you know, and populate and populate, and it just keeps growing. So what what, uh, Rolda does is we actually take those street animals and we spay and neuter them. And if they're homeless, we give them, you know, a place to stay. And they stay as long as as needed. It's a no-kill shelter. And right now we have up to 600 dogs. We're building a cat sanctuary and a horse and donkey sanctuary as well. Is there a huge uh, stray donkey problem? <laughs> you know, 
it's, yeah, believe it or not, they're they're roaming all over the place. And what what's wow. happening is they're just, you know, they're on the streets and they're starving. Aww. It's so sad. And, it, you know, and I hate looking at the pictures, but I force myself to do it because it just keeps me going all the much more. And what does your office here in the United States do? The office here in the United States actually runs our 501c3 so that we're you know, United States registered. And they actually take care of all the U.S. donations and allocate it out into Romania as to which, you know, shelter needs the most at this time. Like, for instance, a lot of the, don- you know, you can actually put down on your donation what you want it to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, oops, there's our dog next door. <laughs> um, like 23 U.S. dollars will spay a, a female dog. Wow. So, yeah, it's really not expensive, mm-hmm. but any little amount helps. And, and I just think that they're absolutely wonderful. Yeah. They actually want me to come over there, and so we're going we're gonna to try and do that uh, next year, I think. Do you um, have any family ties to Romania? What, what made you decide to get involved with a Romanian charity? Well, actually, they, they found me last year. Um, I do a lot of paranormal TV shows, and I started to do um, some segments for the Animal Planet, and so I believe they found me through them. And what was kind of weird was at that time I was throwing um, my charity uh, vampire ball, and so it kind of worked out. It was like Romania, Dracula, vampires, and I love animals. So (laughs) it was just kind of a weird but perfect fit. And so now... um, I'm joined by uh, a few other celebrities. I don't consider myself a celebrity, but thank thank you to them for thinking of me. <laughs> and um, have you ever heard of uh, Hot Lips Houlihan from MASH? Yes, definitely. She's, she's one of us. Okay. And Monica Cruz, who's uh, Penelope Cruz's sister. Mm-hmm. So we have all kinds of people helping out. It's just wonderful. Now, I suppose you probably hear a lot of people say, you know, we already have so many millions of animals here in the United States that need help. Why are you helping animals in another country? Well, to be honest with you, I do help out here. But the thing that kind of got me about the Romanian animals is that nobody over there except for Dana is doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And Dana's the president of Rolda. And I thought, you know, and I went to Mexico a couple years to do a couple years ago to do a TV show, and I just saw so many animals just roaming wild. And I thought, this is so horrible. Nobody's doing anything about you know these poor animals in other countries. Here in the United States, people are aware, right? And they they do what they can, which is wonderful. And but in other countries, they're just not as aware as we are. That is so true. In fact, in many, many other countries, even countries that you would think mm-hmm. would be humane and compassionate, you see a lot of neglected stray animals. Mm-hmm. Even in Puerto Rico, yep. um, I I can't believe how people treat dogs. I mean, It's, most, it's almost like they're rats. Yeah, they're street you know? dogs, you know, and sometimes people throw out a little food for them, but, mm-hmm. but nobody actually claims them as their no, own. they and don't. They have heartworm, and, mm-hmm. and they're all malnourished, and exactly. a lot of people treat them very badly and, and throw rocks at them. And, yep. and, you know, Puerto Rico's, you know, <laughs> our little neighbor next door, and, mm-hmm. and it, it's just amazing that this is going on. And I think if you're a true animal lover, you can't just look at the animals right here in your own little community. You have to 
see what you can do on a global scale. And I'm really glad to hear that you're kind of bringing that out to the public. Thank you so much. I, Myself and that, my business partner, Paul Dale Roberts, we do the paranormal thing, but we've actually kind of started focusing our, our you know, abilities towards working with animals just because we're both such animal lovers and it's so important you know they just they need our help and i'll do anything that i can to do to do that now how does the adoption process work Are, are these animals do they stay in romania and then you try to find homes for them in romania how does that all well actually what you can do is a lot of the animals are don are um adopted out in europe okay. so um, either they can be, you know, shipped via airplane or train. Um, and then the ones that come to the USA, it's usually people that uh, have gone over there for vacations, fall in love with an animal, and then they can bring it back. Are there a lot of hurdles and paperwork and things like that to take care of to be able to bring in? You know, I imagine there's a little bit of hurdle mm-hmm. because, you know, anytime you bring an out-of-country animal, I'm sure it has to have the proper you know, veterinary certificates and whatnot. But Rolda makes sure they actually work with a lot of different vets to to get the animals, you know, ready to come over here. And um, one of our guys who does our direct mailing, his name's Paul Siegel. Mm-hmm. He actually was over there back in February of 2010 and adopted a sweet little dog named Romy and brought her to Florida. So that was one of my main questions is, you know, if I'm helping out over here, are we going to be able to adopt animals over here because people are going to want them? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. Okay. Well, can people see what these animals look like? I know oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious, actually, because I know here in Southern California, we see lots and lots of chihuahuas in shelters. They seem to be the breed of choice currently, the breed du jour and I imagine that's not necessarily the case in Romania. What 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 do you see in Romania? You know, I see all kinds of different animals. Most of them are mixed breed, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've seen poodles, labs, the whole bit, and they're they're so adorable. Dana takes the most adorable little pictures of them and puts them on the site. And they, uh, folks, if they go to rolda.org, can click on adoption center and see some of the little happy faces that are available right now. And how many animals are in the facility at this point? Right now we have 600 dogs, um, possibly, you know, give or take a few. And then, um, like I said, with the cattery that we're going to be building, um, I believe they're going to be able to, you know, house just as many cats. And then the horse and donkey facility, I'm not sure how many will be able to be there, but probably as many as will fit. Okay. And they're just... Let's say somebody wanted to adopt one of the horses. What's involved in that? I mean, I, I don't know anything about what it would cost to to have a horse transported via air to the United States. Can yeah. you tell me anything yeah. about that? To be honest with you, they probably wouldn't be doing the adoptions for the horses over okay. here okay. because it would be so costly. Um, although, you know, everything has a price. <laughs> if mm-hmm. somebody absolutely fell in love with the horse and, you know, had the money to, to have he or her shipped over here, then, then it would happen. Um, but as of right now, I believe most of them would be adopted out in Europe just because of their sheer size and, and you know, getting them over here would be really tough. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it could be done. Anything's, you know, anything's possible. I, so I'm trying to picture the scene that, that you've described with all these thousands and thousands of street animals, mm-hmm. including the uh, the burrows. 
are are the horses out on the street too? Uh huh. Yeah. So, so they have no owners. They're just nope. Trotting just, along on the street. Trotting around and trying to you know eat whatever they can, and and they're skinny and it's terrible and. Well, I imagine they they get hit by cars too. I, Im- I imagine they would too. Oh man, mm-hmm. I. It's, it's, it's absolutely horrifying. It's a completely horrifying. different world. I mean, just just think about that. You're getting in your car, you're driving down the street, and there's a a pack of uh, stray horses. I can't can't even imagine down it. The street. You know, living here in Northern California, we have horse property all over the place, and you know everybody's you know, most of the time very well cared for. And I just can't even imagine seeing a stray horse yeah. walking down the street. I mean, that would break my heart. That's amazing. And I imagine they're pretty scared, too, that um, horses are very, very flighty animals. Yeah, and, you know, they they really love people, but if they've never been around them, then, yeah, they're very How do know, they respond once they get into the shelter? Well, with the people that are volunteering over at Rolda are all, you know, sweet angel people. And they do everything they can to make the animals feel comfortable. And most of the pictures that I see on the website are all happy, smiling doggies, kitties, and horses. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I think that, you know, they give them as much love as they can and and just rehabilitate them, really. Okay. One of my concerns is that they're, and we've talked about this on the radio show before, mm-hmm. is is that there's a there's a, a big market for horse meat, not here in the United States, obviously, but in in other parts of the world. And does Rolda do anything to make sure that their horses don't end up on a dinner plate somewhere? You know, that's a very good question. And yes, of course, they definitely research each person that you know will be adopting an animal. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, and absolutely, they would never allow something like that to happen because. At being an animal lover and 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 running an ad- adoption like this, that they would never want to see you know their work go down the drain like that. That's just horrific. And so, as far as, as far as I know, nobody in Romania is eating horse meat. But I don't know. You never can tell. If somebody's starving, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's a completely different world sometimes. It's absolutely horrible, but. Uh, I tell you what, when I come back from there, when I ever get over there, when I do come back, I'm going to give you a play-by-play of what's really going down, <laughs> and and I'll let you know. Okay, that's good. It's, it's and I imagine that Rolda is probably trying to do some education, too, with the Romanian people, explaining yes. about the commitment that pet ownership is and that you shouldn't just dump that's your pet if you can't keep it. That's exactly what they're doing, and they... Um, you know, along with the adoptions, like I said, they, they've uh, enlisted so many different, uh, you know, vet schools and, and veterinary clinics that, that are helping out. And so the word is spreading. It's, um, you know, you've got a lot of different volunteers from Europe and the United States going over there all the time and, and trying to do what they can because the facility is so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the word is spreading and... If you know, if I can have a tiny little piece of helping out there, then I'm happy. So I imagine then that a lot of the people who are close by who can't keep their pets, uh, are they allowed to come over there and yes. relinquish them safely? Yes. And in fact, um, some of the people that own pets in Romania are just 
so poor and they can't afford to have them spayed or neutered, they can bring them to the clinic and have that done for free. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. They, they're so great over there. I just I can't wait to get over and meet everybody and roll around with all the dogs. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm looking at pictures of them right now. And, and let's, let's get that website out one more time. Yeah, it's www.rolda.org, rolda.org. Shannon, you do amazing work, and I think you really helped our listeners recognize that animal issues are global issues, and it's great that you're able to reach out as you do. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate you having me on. It was well. We sure appreciate you telling us about Rolda today and spending a little time with us. It was great to meet you at the OC Pet Expo. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Will you be in Las Vegas for the uh, adoption? No, won't be there. (laughs) Luckily, they're sending me there, so I get to spread the word even more. (laughs) Fabulous. Well, it's time for our Pet Place break, but stay with us, and we'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on Retro 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I mentioned a little earlier that I just adopted a new doggie. Well, i got to tell you about it. First, let me take you back about five years. As you know, I'm a register, Orange County Register newspaper columnist, and I'm sort of the dear Abby of the pet world. People write to me questions that they have about animals or wildlife or laws pertaining to animals, and, and I'm the answer person. Well, somebody wrote to me about the new designer breed of the day. Again, this was about five years ago, and it was the Labradoodle. People were intentionally breeding Labrador retrievers and poodles to make what they called a Labradoodle, which was supposed to be this wonderful temperament and hypoallergenic dog. And so everybody was saying, I have to get a Labradoodle. They were on TV shows everywhere. It was just crazy. Well, I wrote a column about it, and I said, this is a really bad idea. When there are already so many mixed-breed animals in shelters, I just could not believe how somebody was intentionally producing mixed-breed animals when we have so many that are being killed. So it was very aggravating to me. And so I got on my soapbox, and I went on and on about how bad of an idea this was. Well, I got so much hate mail After that column came out, you would not believe it. But most of it came from breeders and from people who had adopted Labradoodles, and they said, Labradoodles are not contributing to the problem, and there's only enough bread to handle the demand, blah, blah, blah. I tried to explain, you know, it's just a matter of time, and then we're going to see them in shelters, and they're going to be abused and destroyed and neglected just like every other designer breed or breed of the day. And sure enough, here we are five years later, and there are Labradoodles in shelters all over the place. In fact, interestingly, if you do a Google search for Labradoodle Rescue, now these are organizations or people that just rescue homeless Labradoodles, you'll get over 200,000 hits or results from that search. So if there are 200,000 Labradoodle Rescues, How many Labradoodles are out there right now, and what's going on? Well, I also tape a show, a pet adoption show, 
And while I was getting ready and getting animals organized and setting up all my equipment, I saw a volunteer walking the most matted dog I had ever seen. It was matted from the tip of its nose to the tip of its tail with dirt and grease and oil and fleas. It was emaciated. It looked horrible. And it was a Labradoodle. It was just three years old. It had been a breeding machine for a backyard puppy mill breeder right here in Southern California. They're not all in the Midwest like everybody seems to think. They're all over the place. And to make matters worse, there was another one that came in with her. She was just two years old, and she was so scared. In all my years working with animals, I have never, ever seen a dog as scared as this poor little thing. And her condition was just as bad as the other Labradoodle. She apparently was the daughter of the first Labradoodle. And she had already had several litters of puppies, even though she was just two years old. And I could not get her to relax or to look me in the eye or to wag her tail. Her tail was so tightly held between her legs that it didn't even look like she had a tail. So I spent about an hour with her just talking to her and trying to coax her out of her shell, and and nothing was happening. So I knew she had to be my dog. (laughs) So I went home and I told my husband about her, and we went on down to the shelter together. We took her out again, and we spent a long time with her at the shelter, just petting her and talking to her, and no reaction whatsoever. She just wouldn't stop trembling, wouldn't look at us, and just wanted to crawl away into a hole. It was it was truly pitiful. So we adopted her, and we brought her home. She was spayed, of course, and, and she had to be shaved all the way down to her skin, so she looked pretty frightful. But after about a week of getting lots and lots of attention and love, we saw this tiny little flick in her tail. And pretty soon it started wagging a little bit more. And we've had her now for three weeks, and she is a changed little doggy. She still doesn't know how to play. She has no idea what a dog toy is. If you give her a ball, she looks at it and says, you know, what's this? Because she never had that experience before. But now she wags her tail. She runs around the house like a little puppy. She enjoys beds. She enjoys the couch. She enjoys being brushed. Her hair is already starting to grow out, so she's looking a little bit better. She's starting to hold her tail upright when we go out for walks, which is a huge, huge step forward. And and I'm just so pleased with the progress that she's made. But she could have spent her whole life living in these horrible puppy mill breeding machine conditions where she was basically, this is what the story was. She and her mom and 50 other dogs were kept in small crates and pens in somebody's yard and were just constantly bred so that they'd have more puppies. And animal control came and they basically busted the people and and were told that they had to get rid of all their dogs. Well, they didn't do it in the most responsible way. They gave them out willy-nilly to who knows who. Anyway, these two particular dogs ended up at the home of another couple of breeders who lived in a trailer who thought, well, if we breed her, we can make some money. And so they bred her and they bred her mom again. 
but apparently not fast enough to make their mortgage, and they lost their trailer. So they had to get rid of the two Labradoodles. And so fortunately, they gave them to a rescuer who happened to know Ron Edwards, the shelter manager for the Irvine Animal Shelter, and he gladly took them into his facility and, and got them the care that they needed. And that's where I met them, because that's where I do my TV show taping. So through a long series of events, we ended up meeting these two wonderful dogs. I'm, I'm happy to say that my little girl's mom also got a wonderful home, and they're working with her, and she's making progress as well. So it's good news for these guys. But I have to remind everybody, for all the ones that do have a second chance, there are hundreds more, maybe even thousands more, that are kept in horrible, unseen conditions until they're no longer able to breed, and then they're either dumped somewhere and abandoned or given up to shelters or killed or just left tied to a tree somewhere where they starve to death. It's, it's hideous the way people treat these animals in the name of making a buck. So here I am on my soapbox. And here's the point of all this. Every time you buy a dog from a breeder, especially a backyard breeder, and most of the ones that you see advertising in newspapers are indeed backyard breeders, you're supporting these people and you're giving them the motivation to continue doing what they're doing. So don't adopt a dog or a cat from a shelter. There are plenty of wonderful animals and most of them aren't as scared and upset as, as my little Willow was. And they make wonderful pets. And by doing that, you're eliminating the demand on breeders. If they have nobody who's going to be buying their pets, guess what? They're going out of business. They're not going to be able to do what they can do. And you'll have an impact. You might think you're just one person, but if everybody out there takes this advice, takes it to heart, stops supporting breeders, we're going to make a huge difference. So I'm going to step down from my soapbox now and, and hope you all have listened to me, and I thank you for giving me a few minutes here. We do need to take one last break of the morning, but we'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show on Retro 1260 with Pet Place News and Events. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Are you a senior citizen looking to adopt a pet? Did you know that many shelters have a Seniors for Seniors program? What this means is a senior citizen can adopt a senior dog or cat at no charge or a significantly reduced rate. There are so many benefits to this program. Of course, an older pet is still full of love, but they don't have that crazy high energy that a lot of senior citizens don't want or need in their lives. But on top of that, it's scientifically proven that older folks live healthier, longer, more fulfilling lives when they have pets. It's a win-win for everyone. So check out your local shelter and inquire and see if they have a senior program. And if you have trouble finding one, go to thepetplace.org and click on the contact link, and I'll send you some information about local programs. That's all for me today. Remember, 
Pets Need Love, and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.